Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 7 of Off the Hazel. Um, my name is Drew Koser and I'm your host. Hope everyone's uh, doing great. Hope everyone enjoyed the last episode with Ben Hebert. Um, really good insight. Um, you know, he talks about uh, going from curling, his day job and, and, and all that. And then coming home in the summers to kicking back and relaxing and just playing some golf and having some fun. Um, he talks about missing some missing adult safe and, and and me and we talked about how we met and he kind of grills me a little bit but it's it, it, it's all in the fun so um you know he talks about what it takes to make as a professional athlete um you know so it's a really good interview i hope you guys enjoyed it we'll have ben on again at some point so thank you uh, ben for that reminder we're on spotify anchor and apple podcast check out those avenues like subscribe share tell your friends get it out there um underscore off the hosel is the twitter page uh, check it out. Comment your thoughts. Who you like to see next? Um, yeah, this is for you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed it so far. I'm really having fun and enjoying doing it. So um, let me know what you guys think. Uh, on to today's guest, uh, Executive Director and CEO of Golf Saskatchewan, uh, Brian Lee. Um, this is a good interview. He talks, um, you know, uh, changes to the world handicapping system, uh, the championship schedule and host venues. Um, you know, we, we mentioned on the pod. Uh, the city am uh, Intergine is cancelled. Um, talked about some quota spots, so it's a really good interview. And uh, let's go over now and check out that interview. Hope you guys enjoy. This segment of Off the Hustle is brought to you by Brownies Golf Shop at the Royal Regina, Southern Saskatchewan's premier custom club fitters. Using Flight Scope and GC Quad technology, Brownies Golf Shop will give you the high performance club fitting you need for that new driver or set of irons. Offering a full line of clubs featuring Titleist, Ping, Callaway, TaylorMade, Cobra, and Srixen at the best prices. Brownies Golf Shop, high-performance club fitting to help you enjoy the game. Contact Dean at RoyalRegina.com to book your fitting or yardage gapping appointment. Brian? Brian speaking. How are you doing today? Doing well, Drew. How are you? Not too bad, thanks. Uh, Thanks for joining the podcast. Thanks for having us. So, uh, just kind of give us a rundown where you're at right now. Um, how are you doing? And uh, what's new with you? Well, uh, like everybody else, we're doing the home quarantine. The Golf Saskatchewan staff working from each of their home offices. And I guess we put that measure into place with the COVID-19 uh, pandemic on uh, March 13th. And uh, we're finding in new and innovative ways to make sure we can meet with uh, with the staff, with our uh, board of directors. We'll be uh, using Zoom as probably Zoom and uh, teleconferencing and uh, FaceTime is kind of our number one means. So we're into a, a different situation than we were at the beginning of March. Yeah, I know it's uh, crazy times right now for sure for everyone. Um, hopefully this all gets uh, figured out sooner than later. Yes. Um, moving on to some uh, more so exciting stuff and why we have you on today. Um, how long have you been involved in uh, golf and what got you into it? And um, yeah, just touch on that for us. Sure. Uh, what got me into golf? Uh, my brother and I, at, uh, when I was uh, six and he was a little bit younger, got a broken club and started playing golf uh, in between the cabins on a grid road out at uh, Fishing Lake. And uh, didn't break any windows, but... Uh, Eventually, you get to hitting the golf ball a little bit further than you did the year before. And uh, before you know it, you're heading off to the Sand Green Golf Course, where I got my start at uh, Foam Lake Golf and Country Club. And uh, 
kind of got uh, hooked with the golfing bug. And uh, before you know it, many, many years later, almost uh, 38 years later, here we are, uh, Golf Saskatchewan, and, uh, and enjoying every moment of it. Yeah, so you touched on uh, you're working with Golf Sask. And, I mean, I mentioned in the intro, you're uh, the executive director and CEO of Golf Saskatchewan. Um, what made you want to take on that role? Um, do you enjoy it? And what does that all entail? Sure. Um, with uh, Golf Saskatchewan, uh, end up being that it was my second job, that uh, second full-time job that I had after graduating university in uh, 2000. Uh, I was with uh, SIAST and the Kelsey Student Association first, but I joined Golf Saskatchewan in March of 2003. And uh, uh, 17 years later, here we are. Um, basically started as a program coordinator running some championships, uh, website, uh, handicap and rules seminars, and doing some, uh, you know, general general items with our volunteers. And eventually became to, uh, as a, the director of uh player development and uh, championships was uh, again whether it's doing junior camps and uh, taking more of a role with the with the rules and with our championships um, eventually that led into the ability with uh, with golf Saskatchewan to become the executive director in uh, 2010 and w- what that entails is uh, again working with uh, numerous stakeholders whether it's uh, SAS sport or golf Canada the PGA of Saskatchewan We've probably got at any uh, one given time, there's about uh, 40 stakeholder groups that uh, we have interactions with, whether it's for grants or uh, running programs or services of various arrays and uh, trying to keep all those happy um, and moving the game in, in, a, in a nice uh, positive direction. And uh, it also involves numerous uh, volunteers and we've got a great dedicated group of volunteers. There's probably between uh, 40 and 50 volunteers that annually give of their time that help us uh, do our uh, run our championships and uh, a number of our service services to our member clubs. And uh, when you've got a good group of volunteers, that also includes a board of directors with uh, their leadership and a very dedicated staff. And uh, in the 17 years or so with Golf Saskatchewan, we've had a great number of people that have come through the door in one way, shape or form. Uh, that have given to this game and uh, ultimately everyone wants to to see the game succeed and we all want to see more people out on the golf course more often so that's the ultimate goal of this right on um so i have no idea because i'm trying to learn and read it still um changes to the world handicapping system um i'm sure you're a lot more familiar with that than i am and probably our listeners um if you can just touch on that for us uh, what that what, what what's that all about and the new rules and whatnot Sure. So it's now the World Handicap System. It's now a, a global set of uh, codes for uh, handicap system purposes this year. And it started January 1st in uh, jurisdictions where you can play golf. Ours were still a couple of weeks away. Our start of the active season for posting scores in Saskatchewan starts April 15th and runs through until October 31st. And what's new for 2020 is that... Uh, it's now easier for a person to establish a handicap. So uh, it, you only need to post three rounds of 18 or any combination uh, of nines to get to uh, three rounds of 18. That handicap index, which has changed from being a factor in Canada, is now uh, following the USGA model. So you'll have an index now. Um, and that is established again after those, uh, those three rounds. Uh, very easy to do maximum handicap for a new player establishing a handicap index is 54.0 uh, 
which basically equates again with the math is the person gets three ticks uh, per hole or three stroke uh, additional strokes per hole to play against a scratch player. That way they can play a equitable game uh, for many set of tees. And it doesn't matter where you're from because the math is all done the same. The uh, other part is that with your handicap index, it's uh, eight out of your last 20 scores that you post becomes your handicap, uh, your overall handicap factor, and it's on your demonstrated ability. So in uh, previous, uh, the handicap code, you played to your handicap uh, one in four rounds or 25% of the time. Now being that it's eight of your last 20 rounds played and it's your demonstrated ability, there'll be a cap number that's put in there that basically, so if you went out and you have a great game, that's going to be kind of like your anchoring point of your handicap index uh, where it won't fluctuate too far on either side, either up or down from that number because you've demonstrated a certain skill level on that particular day. Uh, the other adjustments for this year is that equitable stroke control, which was adjustments that were made to your score before a player posts around at the end has been replaced with net double bogey. So it's uh, obviously your gross score plus uh, any strokes that you had. So if a person was a 19 handicap and they had 19, let's just say on a standard difficulty course that they received a stroke on each hole plus an additional one on the first handicap hole. And if we were playing that hole and it was a par four, the highest score that a person could put in would be a net double bogey, which is simply your par plus two strokes and two above that. So eight would be your max that you'd have on that hole. Nice thing is for anyone listening to the podcast is you don't have to be a math major or you know, <laughs> crack open your math book from grade eight through grade 12. The computer system will do this all for you. Or we can just send all our emails to you. <laughs> you can, yeah, you can send emails to me. However, the computer will do it just fine, Drew. Uh, there you go. So that's perfect. Um, yeah, I kind of want to ask too, like some of your, your favorite courses in Saskatchewan, um, some of the events you like to get out to. Um, obviously you're busy, you're at all the major events. I mean, we call it the championships events, but uh, some of your favorite events you like to get to and favorite courses. Sure. Um, as I mentioned uh, offline with you, uh, one of the golf courses not far from my home has a pretty soft spot in my heart. It's uh, Moon Lake uh, Golf and Country Club uh, just down the road. Um, I've got a, a son who's uh, Attention span as a uh, soon-to-be 12-year-old isn't quite uh, what mine was at the, at his age. He's not quite golf nuts like I was, but we'll go down and we'll play Moon Lake a couple times a year or out to uh, Delisle is another one that's not far from, uh, from my home. And uh, again, offering a nice challenge depending on uh, what you're looking for, but uh, both have something to offer uh, a golfer at any skill level. And then again, uh, Going back to the roots of this game in the province, uh, Pike Lake uh, has a sand green park uh, golf course that's uh, not far from from our uh, from my home either, and uh, it's got a great price point for anyone who's wanting to start out the game. So it's uh, free with your park admission. So you've got uh, three different venues, three different uh, items right near your your home uh, that are definitely uh, uh, available for anyone who wants uh, to try their skill or you know just even try the game as a first time activity. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. Now, the other one you asked me about is uh, around the province. Ultimately, we've got uh, 
we've got great golf courses in Saskatchewan, depending on if you put a map up in the populated area and threw a dart at it, there's yeah. great golf courses that are, are within a stone's throw of that dart. And they, again, uh, one of the golf courses that uh, I got the luxury of playing uh, last year in our province, um, we had a camping trip that uh, took me and or my family up to uh, Waska Sioux. And a lot of people had a hard time believing that the executive director of golf Saskatchewan had never played uh, Waska Sioux uh, <laughs> golf course up until last year, but uh, listening to everyone talk about it. And again, uh, as a very busy golf course, uh, whenever I had an opportunity, it was either it had been raining or one of the lobstick events was going on and didn't have an opportunity to, uh, to get advantage of it. But uh, I tell you, it is, worth the drive for anyone who's listening to the podcast uh you know inside of saskatchewan outside of saskatchewan that northern part of saskatchewan and and all of our courses for that matter uh definitely worth coming to saskatchewan uh as a visit uh once this uh, pandemic has ceased and uh, come and come and check out the local golf courses in your area but uh the ones in the north here do hold a special place in a number of people's hearts so yeah, I know for sure. I wanted to ask you, have you ever played uh, Sask Landing? Uh, yes, I have. What, what What's that? I mean, I want I actually put it, I, I was looking through yesterday and some courses I want to go this year and, and whatnot and play. Uh, what's, what's their story? So Sask Landing is, uh, again, depending on if you're coming from Saskatoon, heading down the highway, you're, you're passing Rosetown, you're, you're coming uh, towards Swift Current, you're going to come into the lower part of the uh, Saskatchewan River Valley. And it's uh, depending on what direction you're, if you're heading south, it'll be on your left-hand side. And uh, they obviously have a park and a campground, uh, uh, provincial park. And uh, it's an 18-hole uh, golf course. And it is set amongst that river valley. And it's got some picturesque holes uh again depending on your skill level they've got uh, uh teeing lengths etc that you can play um and it is uh, a great test of golf um they've got your power carts it's a walkable golf course again if you don't like uh, walking and you want to have the assistance of a power cart they've got lots of those available and uh it's definitely worth it's definitely worth a stop and, and a play yeah, I was just I just saw that it was seven thousand yards, and they had some good stuff on their page about it. So I was gonna maybe check it out this summer for sure if this is all done. But well, you can I can tell you, Drew, that if the wind's up, you'll want to play the uh, the forward tee box because it'll play like it's seven thousand yards. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, yeah. So I wanted to ask um, the championship schedule, uh, host venues. I mean, we kind of talked earlier uh, off the record. Uh, the City Am is now canceled um, via Twitter. Um, just if you could touch base on the championship schedule, host venues, and then obviously, uh, just touch on how many quota spots to at, at the end of that. Sure. Um, at our championships this year, again, uh, they are listed on our website and will be on our social media platforms, but, uh, under our competitions page, our amateur women's is scheduled to be our first event, which is in the, uh, after the July long weekend, it's going to be starting on the uh, 9th of July, I believe. And uh, that's going to be at the Willows Golf and Country Club. So um, that'll be our first event. Our second is our junior championships for boys and girls. And that'll be at the Elmwood Golf and Country Club in Swift Current. Um, The event after that is our amateur men's and mid-amateur men's combined at the Legends Golf Club in Warman. And that one is July 21st, 22nd, 23rd, plus a additional day 
on the Friday, which is going to be for the top 18 amateur men who are playing for that title. Just as a little bit of a change up from the previous year, we don't want to be handing out the uh, two trophies uh, on the same date. We're going to have our men's mid-am given out the trophy on the third day and the team for the mid-am spots. And then our amateur will obviously play off on the Friday. Our seniors, which is our senior women's, senior men's, and mid-masters, for those who are 40 and over, will be played at the Cook Municipal Golf Course. And uh, obviously want to shout out to Cook after their uh, uh, renovations that have uh, been taking place up there. So the city of Prince Albert, uh, Darcy and Ryan and the crew are looking at uh, putting on a great show. And I know Pierre will have the golf course in great shape. This segment of Off the Huzzle is brought to you by Brownies Golf Shop at the Royal Regina, Southern Saskatchewan's premier custom club fitters. Using FlightScope and GC Quad technology, Brownies Golf Shop will give you the high-performance club fitting you need for that new driver or set of irons. Offering a full line of clubs featuring Titleist, Ping, Callaway, TaylorMade, Cobra, and Srixen at the best prices. Brownies Golf Shop, high-performance club fitting to help you enjoy the game. Contact Dean at RoyalRegina.com to book your fitting or yardage gapping appointment. Um, our next events that don't have national implications but are kind of our fun events, we've got our women's uh, higher handicap team combined. It's our women's Rose Bowl. will be played at the Catepo Beach Golf Club in August. And then our final event, which is the mixed team championship, will be held at Candle Lake Golf Resort, and that's on the uh, second last weekend in August. And as for quota spots, um, quota spots is kind of uh, an enigma for some, but it ends up being that Golf Canada has a uh, running total, and it ends up being around a five-year average based on your individual's performance uh, at nationals is how quota spots get assigned. Some provinces that have some uh, larger population bases, so your Ontario, Quebec, and British Columbia, obviously have more spots just based on their population density. But Saskatchewan, we have, uh, we have a pretty good number of quota spots. So this year we've got on our amateur women's, junior boys, junior girls, and senior women's side, we have four spots uh, for quota spots. So that's uh, your team of first, second, and third uh, that are eligible to compete and one additional quota spot. On our senior men's side, we have four plus one. So that's, again, the four spots, your team and basically an alternate. And one additional 65 and over-aged player who plays from the back set of tees gets a quota spot. For our amateur men's and our mid-amateur, we end up having nine spots for our amateur men. Nine or ten, pardon me. If if I missed one, I I do apologize. And then on our mid-am side, we get 14. And 14, again, people want to know, well, why is there a difference between our amateur and our mid? It's based on that, again, that five-year kind of running total as to how people have done. Our senior, or pardon me, our mid-amateur men have done very well. If you go back to 2017, when the uh, Wascana hosted our amateur, our mid-amateur men's Canadian championship, we had 39 participants uh, compete in that event. Uh, our team ended up uh, losing in a playoff for the uh, Wellington Cup uh, trial there or the national team championship to Ontario. Um, and we had a number of players make the cut. So obviously that starts to factor in. And when you move those out a couple of years, our spots went up from 13 last year to 14 this year. So it's uh, basically a plus one uh, spot that we might have the ability to send one additional player 
when he qualifies at uh, a championship. So I, I wanted to ask, I mean, so you said on a five-year basis, I mean, let's just say we went, we had, let's say we had 15 guys or 14 guys make the top 10 for five years straight. Would that number increase or kind of still just on the population? Um, well, there is, there is a population component to it, but we would definitely see at least uh, one person, one additional person come in uh, based on okay. the theory that, or based on the formula that Golf Canada had in place as of the end of 2019. Okay, perfect. Uh, so then I want to touch on um, who would you ask? I mean, I mean, who should play in our championships? Um, yeah, just touch on that. I mean, because we're on that topic right now. So. Sure. Um, basically, if, if you are one of the better players at your golf club, and again, that can be in your own mind, or I mean, if you happen to be somewhere near the <laughs> mid-pack or the upper end of your in, in the better players at your golf club, if you are, let, I'll use as a male example, if your handicap index is 10 or less, I would definitely encourage you to come out and try and see how your game stacks up against uh, other players in the province. Again, we do have, with some of our events, a uh, minimum handicap or a, a handicap that we don't want to exceed. But again, we're not going to discourage someone if we don't have a full field. We'd like people to come out and play. Um, and, and again, what you're going to do is eventually... You're going to, if you come back year after year, you're going to get uh, your, your first year. You could be nervous, especially when your your name gets announced on the first tee. Uh, but each year that you play and the more events you play, you're going to get uh, more and more comfortable with it. Uh, an example that I, yeah. I used with you offline was uh, uh, Brad Phelps. And uh, Brad's a player that when I was uh, first starting out, uh, he was playing in the event and he'd finish somewhere middle of the pack. And as his uh, game and comfort level got, uh, he, when he became more comfortable playing in events and playing uh, Order of Merit Tour events, his game improved. And then 2008, uh, when we were in Melfort at a championship, he ended up winning the Saskatchewan Mid-Am Championship. He also won again in 2017. So it goes to show you that, again, uh, the, the time that you put into your game and, uh, and your improvement level and how you get comfortable playing with people uh, your game can obviously improve by leaps and bounds. And uh, Brad's a perfect example of one of those who, again, he wasn't a 10 handicap at that time. He might've been, uh, you know, five or better, um, but he was able to get to a level where he became in that particular year, the best in his age group for that particular event. So, I mean, it kind of leads into the next question of the current stage in golf in Saskatchewan and Canada and the world. Um, I wanted to ask, like, do you guys keep uh, analytics on numbers of the field, and are, are they growing, um, like, for the provincial events? Um, just touch on that. Good. Sure. Um, as far as uh, numbers in Saskatchewan that play, uh, 2018 uh, and 2019, if we're using those two years comparison, we had a uh, increase. We had approximately uh, between 50 and 60 additional participants in 2019 compared to 2018. Again, sometimes that's uh, venue wow. specific, but there, there was an increase. And overall, within our province and, and with the game, um, the numbers that are being tracked worldwide, so a group called the National Golf Foundation tracks this. And in the last couple of years, they finally included what they call non-traditional grass green venues. So this is your simulator golf, your top golf. Um, how you're interacting nice. and those numbers are actually 
growing at a consistent rate. Again, it's not the same that we saw at the beginning, or we're going to call it the Tiger Peak. So from 1998 through till 2004, we're not at those numbers, but you can start to see from numbers on, on the graph that uh, in Saskatchewan and uh, worldwide that the numbers are increasing of people who are interested and in playing some semblance of golf, whether that's grass green traditional or non-grass green. So um, I kind of wanted to ask, I mean, you had a, you mentioned offline, I believe, that, that you're, you're playing some amateur events too. Um, what was it like watching a guy like Graham Dillette um, grow up and, and, and how he played and competed? Um, is there any current uh, comparisons in our fields nowadays, uh, men's and women? Uh, just touch on that for us, if you could. Sure. Well, uh, as an amateur player, the likes of uh, Graham Dillette, the uh, – Colin Coben, Lindsey Bernicavich, uh, they they crushed my dreams really early uh, on about uh, having a you know having a at least a, an unrealistic view that I might be able to play this game. Uh, those those guys were so far ahead of where my game was, even if I you know just did it nonstop for the next twenty years. But uh, watching watching Graham play and again seeing his uh, his run, especially a couple of years back in the Presidents Cup and a couple of those hole out shots, well. Uh, when you're at provincial events, we got to see that uh, kind of early. So uh, an event when it was in North Battleford, when the year that he did not win, he, he placed second to Carl Parrington. Um, basically, it was one of those things where, again, it's not the strongest part of his game, but his putter wasn't uh, helping him out. He was making birdies, but again, it was usually because he was putting for an eagle and, uh, you know, just basically uh, tapping it in for a birdie. Um, but as the next year when, uh, when it was, uh, down in Estevan, uh, he was, uh, by far at the top of the field, uh, the first hole for anyone who hasn't, uh, been down to TS and M, uh, Woodlawn, it's about at that time would have been about 350 yards. And he was either, uh, on the green or just slightly over on the back, back of the green, uh, the four rounds that he played down there. So he was basically starting his round off at worst with a, with a birdie. So. His his length and his uh, his short game was was second to none out there, and obviously walked away with almost a, a double digit win. And um, just currently, like a, a, uh, any new players in our field now, uh, men's, women, um, anyone close that you think or you see potential that could um, uh, be the next Graham. Uh, being the next Graham, uh, currently, I guess if if we were to just uh, switch that. Annie Young and her pursuit uh, to get to the Symmetra Tour and eventually as a full-time player and then her goal to get to the LPGA. I think that right at the moment she, on the lady side, she would be our closest. But again, there's a great crop of uh, young junior girls that are coming up that it'll be interesting the next uh, 10, 15 years to see what can come of that group of girls. Uh, on the uh, on the men's and the boys' side, we've got uh, – Two, uh, two teammates that happen to be down at uh, Southern Arkansas. We've got uh, Roman Timmerman, who just came off of another collegiate win just before the end of, uh, I guess, the uh, uh, abrupt end of their collegiate season. And uh, Kay Johnson uh, are two players that have been playing very well. And uh, again, depending on uh, how they continue to develop their game and uh, course management could be, again, could they make the next, uh, the next step to a professional level? Time will tell, but uh, they both definitely have the the physical gifts to do it, uh, and that's also not to 
mentioned a player that's a little bit older than them, but Mark Sweeney, who's been on your podcast, he's got potential and uh, a player that's just slightly younger than Cade Roman and uh, Mark would be uh, uh, Josh Nagy has a lot of promise. Um, as, as we all know, everyone has dreams and aspirations of making it to the tour, but the numbers uh, in order to get that, uh, to get to that PGA tour level, there's not many people that actually get to be at the, the highest pinnacle of golf, but uh, we keep our fingers crossed and we'll cheer them on. So uh, there is talent out there. There's tons of um, good talent in Saskatchewan, I think. And like, even like our senior men's or our, our men's amateurs now and our juniors, there's just some, a lot of good, uh, good players. Um, uh, anything else you want to touch on there, Brent? Well, when you mentioned the senior players, I mean, uh, there's some folks out there that if they looked at one of the teams, and I just wondered, uh, under the money that the guys play for, what a team uh, and an age group could have been if, uh, say, Jim Sissons, Eddie Ross, uh, Keith Reaver, um, Brian Bamford, etc. I mean, these guys all seem to have been playing. And if you looked again, they played against some professionals uh, in and amongst the Saskatchewan Open. Uh, when you look to see that their scores were at or near the top of some of the best uh, touring pros at that time tells you that Saskatchewan does have some uh, definite great players, both historically and present. So it's it's great when you get to see people see some success for how short of our golf season is. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, uh, do you want to touch on uh, anything else there, Brian? Well, the other, the other part is that uh, – as again, this, the start of this 2020 uh, golf season, what we're asking uh, what folks to do is, again, just stay tuned to what the government of Saskatchewan and the health authority is starting to put out there. Um, I'm a huge golf fan. My staff's a huge golf fan. We'd like to see the golf season start uh, tomorrow if uh, the, all the snow left. But uh, we're going to have to be patient. <laughs> we're staying positive. And again, when our game is ready, our facilities will be because they have the ability to be at the current time in getting their pro shops and restaurants and the lounges ready to uh, open their doors to the public. The maintenance staff is uh, able to be at their golf course, getting the equipment ready. And uh, again, there's nothing uh, at this present time that stops them from maintaining the golf course so they can be pulling the tarps and getting ready. Um, they can get the, uh, the fairway more sharpened and, uh, same with the, the putting green, uh, the greens more. Uh, the only thing is that at this point in time, because golf courses aren't essential, according to the government's, uh, website where I, I guess people are being asked to stay away, but yeah. uh, in the next coming days and weeks, we're going to get some clarification on it. Uh, but again, people just have to be patient. And then when it's ready, we're going to get uh, we'll get this golf season started and we'll hope hopefully see everyone uh, on the links real soon and uh, maybe on the patio for a beverage at the uh, 10th uh, or uh, 19th hole, depending on what type of facility you're at. Right on. Thanks a lot, Brian, for coming on today. Thanks very much, Drew, and uh, all the best. Thanks. You too. Hi, this is Action Sewer and Drain. Toilet paper is hard to come by these days, so are paper towels and wipes. But if you have them, Trust us, paper towels, sanitary wipes, they should not be flushed. It causes a ton of problems for you and costs you money that you don't need to spend. Action Sewer and Drain is still open as an essential service and being in the sewer business, you can trust we always adhere to sanitary protocols. Action Sewer and Drain, a Consumer's Choice Award winner, four years in a row. Call us at 306-586-2727.
There it is, episode number seven of Off the Hazel with Golf Saskatchewan uh, Executive and CEO Brian Lee. Um, really good interview. Um, brings up some good topics on the new handicap system, um, some courses, um, nationals, uh, how many quota spots are available for each division. Um, talk about uh, Graham Dillette and uh, just how good he was. And we talk about some of the up-and-coming um, stars and studs in, in our province. So really good interview with Brian. Um, check that out. Uh, reminder, um, go to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate us, um, and check out the Twitter page, underscore off the hosel. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon.